Hi, everybody. This is Gloria Moraga. As promised, I'm going to do a little something different in this podcast episode. I'm going to read from an article in the Washington Post in the hopes that it will explain what's happening right now between Israel and Hamas. So the article is called The Gaza Strip and Its History Explained. It's by Timothy Bella, and these writers and reporters contributed to the story. Ruby Mellon, Loris Karklis, and Julia Ledeer. They're contributors to the story. It was posted on October 9th. I read it, and I was just struck by the amount of information and how valuable it is for all of us to understand what's happening right now in the world, in our world, in our very small world. I am Gloria Moraga. I am the political woman. Please subscribe. I need your support. I will quote from the article. I'm going to read it, but (laughs) it's almost impossible for me to I'll always throw in my two cents worth. I'll try not to. But when I do, I'll clearly say that this is Gloria talking, not a quote from the article. So here we go. Let's begin. Quote, Israel is at war with the Palestinian militant group Hamas. And more than 1,200 people have been killed in the days since the group surprise attack on Saturday, signaled a major escalation of the conflict between the two sides and engulfed the region in chaos. As images and videos of the devastation come out of Israel, many are also watching the violence unfold on the Gaza Strip, one of the world's most densely populated and impoverished strips of land. Israel ordered a siege of the Gaza Strip on Monday, with Defense Minister Gallant saying there would be no electricity, no food, no fuel for the more than 2 million Palestinians living there. Here's what to know about the Gaza Strip and its history up to the current war between Israel and Hamas. What is the Gaza Strip? The Gaza Strip is a small area bordering Israel and Egypt on the Mediterranean Sea. It is one of two Palestinian territories. The other is the Israeli-occupied West Bank, which includes East Jerusalem and borders Jordan and the Dead Sea. Gaza was part of the Ottoman Empire before being occupied by the United Kingdom from 1918 to 1948, and Egypt from 1948 to 1967. Nearly 20 years after Israel declared its statehood in 1948, the country captured the Gaza Strip from Egypt and the West Bank from Jordan in the 1967 war. Palestinians claim these territories 
and see them as part of a future state. Israel controlled Gaza for 38 years, building up 21 Jewish settlements in that period. Tension and violence sustained for years, including the first intifada, a stretch of nearly four years of protests and riots in the Palestinian territories and in Israel over Israeli occupation of the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. The bloodshed led to Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin to say in 1992, I would like Gaza to sink into the sea, but that won't happen and a solution must be found. In 1993, the agreements known as the Oslo Accords between Israel and the Palestine Liberation Organization aimed at fulfilling the right of the Palestinian people to self-determination. In 1994, Palestinians took control of the government authority of Gaza. Part of the larger push for peace involved Israel following through on a unilateral disengagement plan proposed by Prime Minister Ariel Sharon in 2003 that would dismantle the Israeli settlements on the Gaza Strip. In 2005, Israel gave control of the Gaza Strip under domestic and international pressure, withdrawing 9,000 Israeli settlers and military forces from Gaza. Who governs the Gaza Strip? When did Hamas take control? Hamas one of the two major political parties in the Palestinian territories clashed with Palestinian leaders as the Oslo Accords were being brokered in the 90s. Hamas came into power in Gaza after winning the 2006 election. No elections have been held since. What is Hamas and why did it attack Israel? Even though Israel gave up control of the Gaza Strip, it has kept a land, air, and sea blockade on Gaza since 2007. The result has been damaging for Palestinians, with the United Nations saying in 2009 that the blockade from both Israel and Egypt had been devastating livelihoods and causing gradual de-development in Gaza. Israel has argued the blockade has been done to keep control of Gaza's border, obstruct Hamas from getting stronger, and protect Israel's from Palestinian rocket attacks. The blockade has faced criticism by human rights groups and the United Nations, which consider Gaza to still be under Israeli military occupation. The UN estimates that the blockade has cost the Palestinian territory's economy nearly $17 billion over roughly a decade. The International Committee of the Red Cross has gone one step further in recent years to say the blockade violates the Geneva Conventions, a claim that Israel officials have rejected. How many people live on the Gaza Strip? 
who lives there. More than two million people live in Gaza, making it one of the world's most densely populated territories. According to Geisha, an Israeli non-governmental organization, at roughly 100 square miles, the Gaza Strip is just over twice the size of Washington, D.C., but has triple the population. Gaza is smaller than the West Bank, which is more than 2,200 square miles. The population in Gaza is extraordinarily young. UNICEF has estimated that there are roughly one million children living in the Gaza Strip, meaning almost half of the people in Gaza are children. Almost 40% of the population is under the age of 15, according to the CIA. More than 1.4 million of the residents of the Gaza Strip are Palestinian refugees, according to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. The territory has one of the highest unemployment rates in the world. World Bank statistics show, and the UN estimates that roughly 80% of the population relies on international aid to survive and to access basic services. For at least the last decade and a half, the socioeconomic situation in Gaza has been in steady decline. This according to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. They're using the, the initials UNRWA, according to the UNRWA website. Quote, there are now very few options left for the people of Gaza who have been living under collective punishment as a result of the blockade that continues to have a devastating effect as people's movement to and from the Gaza Strip, as well as access to markets, remains severely restricted. So this is just me talking. So basically, and this is what um, Professor Hyman was explaining to me yesterday when I interviewed him, they're trapped there. It's, it's kind of a nightmare because these people are trapped there and there's so many trapped on this land and they want to be free. They're so restricted, they're really not free and they live in poverty. So back to the article. What makes the Gaza Strip vulnerable? Since Gaza City is more densely populated than Tel Aviv and other major cities around the world, such as London and Shanghai, targeted counterstrikes like the ones Israel launched in recent days have a high likelihood of hitting civilians. Previous conflicts have killed hundreds of children. After more than 700 Israelis were killed in Hamas's surprise attacks over the weekend, according to Israeli media, a swelling counterattack by Israeli forces in Gaza has also killed at least 560 people, according to the local health ministry, including at least 78 children. Just, this is Gloria again, those numbers of those killed just climb, are climbing steadily, they're changing steadily. Back to the article, quote, living conditions in Gaza are bleak, 95% of the population does not have access to clean water. 
according to the UNRWA, and electricity shortages periodically bring life to a halt. The Gaza Strip heavily relies on Israel for water, electricity, and food. The primary imports for Gaza are food, consumer goods, and construction materials from Israel and Egypt, its two main trade partners. Most of Gaza's fresh fruit and vegetables come from the farms along its border with Israel. Gaza gets most of its electricity from Israel, though the Strip does have one aged power plant. The Enclave has underground water sources, but many wells have become ruined by population and salt water. More than 90% of the water in Gaza's solo aquifer is no longer potable. So not drinkable, not good for anything. Gallant, Israel's defense minister, told the Southern Command on Monday there would be a full siege of the Gaza Strip in the early stages of the war, cutting off all electricity, food, and fuel. That's 30. That's the end of the article. That full siege has already begun. When you watch reports from the area, the Gaza Strip is bathed in darkness. Again, I just want to repeat one thing. Half of the people in Gaza are children. Are children. Now, this is a free article from the Washington Post. I'm going to put the link in the description. I'm going to edit this podcast as a video as well as posting just the audio. You can find the video on my YouTube channel. Just Google Gloria Moraga. And when possible, I will add maps. There were some maps that were included along with the article. I will give the Washington Post and whoever's responsible for those maps full credit in the hopes that I'm not violating any kind of rules, <laughs> which, you know, which I, I like to break rules, but <laughs> I just, I don't want to get sued for, um, for violations of uh, someone's work. You can't just steal things, but I, I do think this is important. It's important information that needs to be shared. It is from the Washington Post. It's a great article filled with information. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. I love you all. Thanks for being there. Thanks for listening to me. Please subscribe. Please prepare to vote. This is important. You know, update on other things. You know, Congress came back and met behind closed doors again. It was just uh, Republicans. They're not agreeing. Moderate Republicans are angry with the uh, fact that a small group of Republicans, you know, got rid of the speaker. And uh, they're angry about it, and they're letting it be known. But, of course, they're also the responsible lawmakers, and they know that they have to move forward with a speaker. So tomorrow, Wednesday, there's supposed to be a vote. I'll be watching, and I will let you know. Please be safe.